0: One time I was drunk on a morning show in Montana The host asked me if I had a nickname Said my friends call me the Dirt bad King She said on the air I started giggling Hasn't had me back but now I've got this podcast Welcome to my podcast Hello, Dirtbags. Thank you so much for tuning in to A Dirtbags Guide to Life on the Road. This is your host, Charles Ellsworth, and I'm just so happy to have you here. This week, we've got a great episode with my friend, Chris Ryder. He's one of the first friends I made when I moved to New York City. I moved in with him and some friends shortly thereafter, and I've been living with him for the past seven years, seven plus years. So he's just a really good friend, and we have a great conversation. I didn't have him on the podcast necessarily because he's my roommate, but because he is very into riding his bicycle or his many bicycles and he uses them for different things. We go into it quite a bit on the podcast, but for years he's been a delivery person on his bicycle here in New York City, which is like a whole different way to experience the city and experience the people of the city. And he'll ride his bike 100 miles in a day and that's just how he spends his Tuesdays. And then he's also really into bike touring where he'll be riding through the woods, carrying all the food that he's bringing with him and his tent and just riding his bike all over the place. It's it's wild. And some of his stories are insane. We also get into some time he spent on a farm out in California. And it's just a really interesting episode. Chris is great. He's a very interesting person, very charismatic people, I'm really drawn to him. And I was just very stoked to have him on the podcast. Before we get to that, a word from our sponsor, which is Once again, my Patreon. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's pretty much a subscription service to your favorite artist or creator. You go to patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. You can find a tier that works for you in which you donate a few dollars each month towards me being able to make this podcast and make music and be on the road and all the things that I do. If you can spare a few dollars a month, it makes a big difference to me and helps me keep doing what I do. And if you sign up for the $10 tier or more, you get a shout out on this podcast. And so this week I want to shout out my friend, Cody. Smith. We've been friends for over a decade now. I met him in Salt Lake City. He's just one of my dearest friends. I love him to death. He actually has some of my lyrics tattooed on his body, which is wild to me that he was the first person to ever do that and it just blew my mind. He's always been a huge supporter of mine and just a dear friend. I, I'm so grateful to know Cody and we don't get to see each other as often as I would like, but when we do, it's always like seeing an old friend. We just pick right up where we left off. Thanks so much, Cody, for all the support over the years. It means Means the world to me, and I'm I'm just so stoked that I get to call you my friend. Thank you. If you want to be like Cody, be a good, supportive, amazing person. One of the ways you can do that is signing up for my Patreon. But if you can't spare a few dollars right now because things are tight and inflation is high, don't worry. I understand things are insane and inflation is high, and I've, we've been through this before I feel like back in the financial crisis of 2008 and uh it might get kind of rough so I understand if you don't have the money to sign up for Patreon or anything like that but there's free ways you can help me there's there's so many free ways you can help one of those ways is by leaving a review for this podcast or a rating in the iTunes store or your podcast app if you leave us a rating especially a five-star rating and a funny review or an interesting review I will read it on the podcast we're going to try a new thing because I would like to get pushed out more to the audience on the apple podcast app it would really help if you would all go leave a rating and a review and the reviews we like the best we'll read on the podcast each week so go forth and leave us a review do your best to make it interesting funny and hopefully not too mean and we're probably only going to read it if it's like a four or five star review so Keep that in mind another way you can support me and help make it all make more sense without spending any money is by listening to my music on spotify apple music wherever you listen to music make sure you're following that profile if you like one of my songs you add it to a playlist that you listen to regularly you don't realize how much of a difference it makes to get the music more noticed if everyone that listens to this podcast would just add one of my songs say sunday shoes to a playlist that they listen to regularly on Spotify this week, it would probably trigger the algorithm to throw it out on the Spotify radio to more and more people because that's just how it works. And so you may not think that you can make a difference, but really you can. So if you like one of my songs or another independent artist that you want to support, make sure you're following them, make sure you're liking their songs, and you're adding them to playlists. It makes a big difference. Another way you can support the podcast is just tell people about it. If you like listening to me have these conversations with these interesting people and you have friends that you think would also enjoy it, please just share the podcast with them. It really helps grow organically and helps us kind of create more of a community of dirtbags that listen to other dirtbags every week and we can go forth and make the world a bright, shining, amazing place for us dirtbags watching out for each other while we're out traveling and doing our thing. If you got a friend that you think would enjoy this podcast listening to me and my fellow dirtbags talk about being on the road and our alternate lifestyles, it would mean a lot to me if you'd share it with your friends. If we could have this podcast grow a little bit more organically and reach more and more people, it would be really cool. And I would really appreciate it if you didn't mind sharing it with your friends. And that's pretty much it. So check me out on Patreon.com forward slash Charles Ellsworth. Be sure and share My music and the podcast with your friends add my songs to your playlist makes a big difference. Thank you so much. Thank you again, Cody Smith, for being a patron of mine. I love you so much, and I love all of you for listening. Here's a conversation with my friend and roommate, Chris Ryder. Gotta get comfy. I
1: do that when I get in cars when I drive now, too. Like, I don't even want to have a wall in my pocket anymore. Like, long-distance driving, you get it.
0: Yeah, I try to remember to do that, and if I don't, like an hour or two into driving, I'm like, "Why does my hip hurt?" That's it. Yep, younger me with my stupid ass fucking wallet. George Costanza wallet, dude. I I definitely (laughs) had that for a long time. Um, I used to like
1: want to have to keep things in there. People give me like business cards and shit. It was just like this thing that existed, but now it's like. We have phones, I guess. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I used to hoard business cards in a weird way that I would like oh, yeah. never follow up. Like I would never. It was like the cheapest
1: souvenir whenever I traveled anywhere. So it was like any yeah. motel or anything I stay, I just like grab a
0: few. Uh-huh. I
1: don't know. It's just.
0: Like, yeah, what? I used to get them from like people that I was networking with, and then just like never sure. follow up on those emails, but sure. hold on to those those like. Just in those case. cards for years, and years. then, like. Sometimes there was one actually. These friends of mine in Texas, in Marathon, Texas, that uh, they'd given me a, a a business card for like an Airbnb or no, a, uh, not an Airbnb, a bed and breakfast, b and B, an OGBB. <laughs> <laughs> I, OG I don't think I've ever stayed at an actual bed and breakfast. This is the only one I have. And they yeah. they were at a show in like Alpine, Texas, that I played, and they're like, hey, if you're ever in Marathon. We got this cool Damn. bed and breakfast come through. I held onto that card for like three or four years and then like hit them up and have now like played in Marathon Texas twice and I stay at their bed and breakfast both times. Their advertisement worked. Yeah. It, it worked. actually worked years yeah. later. I mean, it's it's like nice because it's part of the deal for the show. Like the, sick. the place I play just like gets me a room. It's yeah. Like, that's how it should but, be. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's called Eve's Garden in Marathon, Texas. Cool. You ever get the chance? They like built it all out of like uh, this is like a weird way to start the podcast, but they <laughs> built it all out of like on their own. They just keep adding to it and they make their own like I don't know if it's not cement, I forget what the material's called, okay. but it's like um like adobe, I want to say. Sure. You know, and they, they keep building it, and they, like, keep adding rooms, and I don't know, it's sick. really fucking cool. And that's where you stay?
1: It's like that? Yeah. It's like a little pothouse, like...
0: Yeah, and they got a bunch of different rooms, Whoa, and, like, there's sick. a... Bu- and it's, like, inside, it's like a greenhouse, so they've got, like... Amazing. They got all these, like, cool plants growing in there, and then there's, like, a stargazing deck. Yeah. But it's, like, this part of Texas that's so far south, and, like, just in the desert, southwest, that, yeah. like, part of the year, like like... I mean, people stay there year-round, but, like, there's no tourism during the summer because just fucking yeah, brutal. Hot as fuck. I'm sure. So it's, like, right outside of, uh, what's that national park down there? Um, the one, like, near the, the border? Yeah, like I've been the there a couple one. times. What's it the B, doesn't it? Big Bend. Big yeah, Bend National Park. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a it great is. place. Great place. Um, beautiful. Um, but, yeah, so this is Chris. <laughs> Chris Ryder. Uh, yeah. yeah. Chris, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you... Uh, what do you what do you enjoy what's your what's your story Tell yeah
1: um what do i enjoy what do you i enjoy i enjoy uh living in this place in New york and uh i don't know get to interact and uh spend my time with like what I consider like pretty motivated uh positive people or like you know i think mostly uh, positive yeah I think we have a good a good circle of people around us and we all support each other and like I think, like, you know, finding community in, in New York is the thing. And I think the people that, like, leave maybe don't find that. And, like, without that here, it's it can be brutal. Yes, you know, it like, can be really hard. That in, uh, independent, me-against-the-world mindset, like, honestly, will only get you so far. Because, like, if you don't have a network here, like, you really are just, like, swimming with the sharks.
0: Yeah, totally. I think, I mean, the past few years, in a lot of ways, we learned a lot of like yeah. what the word community means. Yeah, exactly. Um, For sure. What did, uh, so, like, where did you grow up? Like,
1: Yeah, uh, Northeast Ohio. Born um, in Painesville, Ohio. Grew up in Medina, Ohio. Went to high school in Cleveland, Ohio. Mom's family's throughout Cleveland. My dad's family's from Toledo, Ohio, and then like Michigan, Grand Rapids, like okay. Detroit, Warren.
0: Midwest through and Yeah,
1: through. man, honestly, yeah. So uh, yeah, grew up that way, like very Catholic, like mm-hmm. grew up in the church, grew up playing sports, pretty typical Midwestern lifestyle. I feel like sports totally. is very important. You either choose sports or like you do something else. You're in, a, you're in a band or like yeah, you do yeah, drugs yeah. yeah I don't know um, I did both but uh, yeah some, yeah, f- I fit both in somehow yeah um, <laughs> but uh, not as
0: much drugs when I was younger but yeah, yeah. I
1: saved more of the drugs for my 20s yeah. that was like my experimental decade I would say
0: yeah. oh, I'm um, not going to be a professional athlete I guess I can get hey <laughs> this now.
1: is it now yeah yeah once I was like in college I could have done like walk on track and field which would be like technically like taking out a 40 hour a week job to maybe like jump in the long jump like one like three jumps a week <laughs> at, yeah. at an event it's like i'm gonna give i was like no like maybe like i'll hit 23 24 feet and like, then you're competitive but it's just like i'm gonna be in the gym all the time and not get paid because like you know it's yeah college sports in the early 2000s yeah totally but um yeah so yeah i went to uh yeah depaul university for a few years um met a girl she's from st louis uh-huh she graduated Paul. We lived in St. Louis for a year, where she was from, uh-huh. like Soulard, like south of downtown. It's like right near the Budweiser Brewery. Uh-huh. It was a cool neighborhood. Um, and then we moved to New York in like 2010.
0: Okay, and, cool. And I've been here... I've been here since. Mostly since? You, you've, yeah. Uh, you've, like, uh, you travel. You do your, your rides and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Family. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a cyclist. Um, and I guess as far as life on the road, my 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 road is on, you know, with two wheels. So, mm-hmm. like, I do a lot of bike tours. Mm-hmm. I've done tours for four years now. And I uh, just actually held a, a class at my friend's bike shop in Greenpoint uh, called Eighth Hour Studio. Uh, we just did a two-part series on Uh, like intro to bike touring Uh and then also a secondary class on like routing like how to route yourself and like create your own experiences cool so it went really really well informative i imagine yeah yeah each class was two hours but you know for us to like whittle it down to the two hours me and my friends probably met up for like you know eight ten plus
0: hours yeah yeah totally to like refine it when you were uh when you were a kid like like cycling's obviously i mean i live with you i've lived with you for seven plus years i know so (laughs) i know uh which is wild (laughs) uh the um cycling's obviously a huge part of your life and has been since i met you Mm -hmm. when did you start like when did you you remember when you learned how to ride a bike
1: yeah i mean there's my mom has pictures of me uh when i was really little on like tricycle like in the diapers like the little like Tricycle dirt bike, I said, like, number one on the front. Uh-huh. This is probably... I mean, that's, like, 80, 86, 87. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was, like, four or five. I was, like, riding a bike without training wheels. Bikes were... We grew up in the same era, so bikes were just, like, get around, it's get, to, like get to kids' houses that were, like, a half mile away. But for us, it was, like, this epic journey. Totally. Uh, it's just kind of funny. But, yeah, like, little Huffy bikes, uh-huh. BMX bikes. And then you don't ride bikes anymore once you get a license, at least yeah. when you're, like, if, I'm not from here, so, like, in Ohio, you're 16, you're like, oh, my God, I can get a license, we're out.
0: Yeah, totally. Me and
1: my friends, this is freedom, this is, you know, yeah. I didn't have my own car, but my mom let me, like, borrow her car, so uh-huh. that was always cool. Um, and then, in Chicago, I got back into bikes just in college and, like, commuting around and, like, waiting on trains and buses, and, like, early 2000, there weren't, like, GPS trackers on things, it was uh-huh. either, like, it comes or it doesn't, yeah. and, like, showing up late to work. Like, I worked, like, in a fine dining restaurant, and, like, that wasn't an option, and I was like, I'm three miles from my job, like, the fuck yeah, am I doing? totally. And then it was cheap bike, and then from there, just getting into, like, fixed gear culture, because that was mm-hmm. just, like, very big. or like the, super big in, like,
0: the, the mid-aughts. Yeah.
1: yeah, the thing yeah. you did if you lived in cities, like, it just looked cool, and, you know, there was this guy, uh, Masan, he's just kind of, like, the guy as far as, like, early 2000s fixed gear like early YouTube videos Uh because he was like sponsored for like uh, like leader cycles and like you know he's the goat so like just watching videos of other people online finally when culture started to change with YouTube so it's like it kind of like ripple effect and I'm living in Chicago and I see people I'm like yo this is this is cool this is what I want to do Totally. and then I didn't have a a fucking road bike till a decade plus later I didn't get a road bike until I was in my 30s yeah. So, like, a bike with, like, multiple gears and, you know, yeah. drop bars and brakes, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, and then it got me into, like, yeah, finally leaving the city. Finally, getting out of New York is a, a chore, no matter yeah. which way you want to get out. Uh-huh. But to get out by bike is, like, 15 miles, no yeah. matter where I go. Totally. So, like, just to start a ride outside of the city, I had to, like, find a way to, to go further out. You know? How long
0: can you or how quickly can you get out of the city?
1: Under an hour. Like, if you're right, if everything the, lines up and like all the lights work yeah. out well and traffic's not crazy, you know, I can get out f- faster through probably South Brooklyn and the Rockaways versus up through the George Washington Bridge because you have to like uh-huh. go through the city and yeah. just more dense, more variables. How, <laughs> how
0: long would it take you to get to the other side of the George Washington Bridge from like our house?
1: Right now, yeah, I feel confident under an hour. Okay, damn.
0: Yeah, because I'm yeah. trying to think, because I, I drive, I do that drive a lot. And it takes about an hour, upstate. hour and a half yeah. to drive. I mean, the fastest I'll do it is in an hour, or if I wake right. up, like, super early on a Sunday in the, of the morning night. or something, you know, there's no no <laughs> traffic <laughs> at all. only time. What, that's what's crazy about it, is, like, when there's no traffic at all, you can do it in 30 minutes. Yeah, but, but that's, like, like, it happens twice a week. Doing it less than an hour and a half yeah, yeah, is, yeah. like, hard. Um, yeah. It's interesting, just for people that don't listen, um, and excuse me, we're jumping around, or people that are listening that don't live in New York and know what it's like. When I first moved here, it kind of blew my mind. We'd be, like, leaving work at the Palms, and, like, some of us would hop in a cab to go to, like, come here, go, sure. go to some other bar in, like, Bushwick or something sure, like that. three, and four like, miles. You, yeah, and you and Carson would beat us every single time. It's You it's, know, like, even if we're in a car, yeah. and, yeah, and it would, uh, that kind of where I started getting interested in, like, just, oh, that's the, that's the smartest way to get around the city it's if the you're hack. capable of doing it. Yeah. It's the
1: hack. But you're also like out in the street, which is like inevitably less safe. Totally. <laughs> that's that's ever... also, it's just not a safe place to bike. Like you can't really get around that here. It's just, there's a million variables. You know? Yeah, you got to really be defensive. For sure. Yeah, yeah. The best defense is offense. And that's how people yeah. drive here too, though. So it's yeah. like everyone just, that energy in the road and just the way New York feels now post-pandemic is just yeah. very aggro. Yeah, and uh yeah i feel it i'm cognizant of it because yeah. like that's my office <laughs> yeah
0: totally so yeah, yeah no that, that is interesting because you ride you ride a bike for a living that's what you yeah. do in the city and uh um
1: it's not so bad man it's got its ups and downs when it's nice weather like this it's the best job and then when everyone's like outside sucks I'm like i'm so glad to be inside and like yeah. I'm outside in like 35 degrees and it's raining. <laughs> it's yeah. like my least favorite weather. It's like the coldest it gets without snowing. Yeah, exactly. That's, that sweet spot is, uh, you know, no bad weather, just bad gear. Yeah. That's the mantra.
0: No, that's really, uh, that's, that's a really useful, um, mantra way, way to think about it, uh, or to approach it if you, if you can afford like nicer gear and if you can, can get into it. And yeah. And I it's look- like, it's very similar to the whole, like there's a, using the right tool for the job yeah I look
1: at it as an an investment I have different bikes at this point you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's like uh, you don't take a Porsche into the woods you know it just doesn't make sense you have a 4 by 4 like that's how I look at bikes or you know even different bike shoes or the gear I have it's just for doing different things
0: what is it for what am I trying to accomplish yeah yeah what's my day look like it's like how I approach microphones and guitars absolutely that's why why they
1: exist you know what I mean obviously there's like a a pain to anything but, like, even in the classes, like, just let people know, like, the best bike you have for a bike tour is the bike you currently have. Like, shape it around what you have. See yeah. if you like traveling this way. And then if you want to get more into it, then you can choose to, like, invest totally. more money. In. And, you know, I had the, the, I mean, you know, the pandemic was different for all of us. And, like, outside of me working, my, my free time or what I felt was a good investment of my time in traveling safely was by bike yeah so i just did a bunch of like northeast bike tours Uh with like friends and you know it's just a different way of traveling it's just for me it's like more conscious and like it's on your own power like it's just a different experience Totally, Uh, if you're looking for that not everyone is but
0: yeah for sure um kind of jumping around still but like when you were a kid and you were growing up Mm -hmm. going to church Mm -hmm. uh what did you think your Your life would look like by now, and what is it like (laughs) now? Or like, did you ever expect you'd be like in New York City riding, riding bikes? What, what was? Because we were all kind of like our parents kind of raised us to try and be like, maybe not a specific thing, but like there was like kind of a trajectory. And I feel like for a lot of us, especially our friend group, and a lot of people I meet in New York, end up here, Mm -hmm. and and it's like almost like this like lovely city of misfits in a way. Um, And and so. And like none of us were heading here, but we all ended up here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a magnet, though. Like it's always like, oh the, yeah, for sure. If you're American,
1: it's like in the back of your mind because it's like so so, adver- t- so advertised. Yeah, totally. advertised to us, and like it's weird that we experience it on TV and in movies first, and mm-hmm. we like shape our ideas of it. And then you yeah. live here for a few years and you're like, this shit's just a grind, bro. Like, yeah. It, it it really all is. all the, the, the luster falls away. And you're like, oh, people that grew up here, this is just your home. Like, this is just where you live. This is like why you hate people come in and just like do bachelorette parties and like turn your home into like their little party. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. And then you learn that like New York is like two different cities, like two different realities, like oh, for coinciding. It's sure. a lot of different realities. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Um, yeah, you know. Uh, but so if if you're not from here there's a uh, in, in, inevitable draw to at least see it uh-huh. one time.
0: Yeah, and what yeah. what was your uh you said you moved here with your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. Had you thought about moving to New York before that?
1: For sure. I looked at colleges here. Uh-huh. I got into like St. John's. Okay. Like I visited out here when I was like 17. That was my first time out here physically. Uh-huh. So yeah, New York was always there, but I got into DePaul. It was cheaper. I got like a little more grant money. Uh-huh. It was closer, and I got to like dorm with like my best friend, f- freshman year. So like, it stars aligned. It just made yeah, more sense sure. that way. But you know, you, in the back of my head, I was like, damn, maybe, maybe I'll live there. And I lived in Chicago for five years. Like, uh-huh. Chicago's a great city. Totally, it's just it's like the American Midwest Mecca. Yeah. right. If you're from the Midwest, you think Chicago.
0: It's fucking so. Cheap, you know. at least. I mean, it's way cheaper when I was there a here. few weeks ago and I got like this massive burrito and it was like really fucking good. And uh-huh. I'm particular about Mexican food, but yeah, so good. And it was like eight bucks. I was like, dude, that burrito would cost $17 in Brooklyn. <laughs> no. Like no jokes. People,
1: people really forget. That,
0: $17. Like, and if you wanted guac and sour cream, it'd be like $22. 20. Yeah. It's
1: like, oh man. <laughs> it depends where you go. But I mean, yeah, I, I would say just, you know, everything's more expensive here, which also, you know makes it tougher and it like pushes people out here you know so i don't know how i ended up here for so long like i've left and come back Uh but at this point just because of this house and like this blessing kind of we have it's Mm -hmm. double-edged sword you know that we we have this uh, space to be here but new york's not cheap my only my rent is cheap Uh right everything else is (laughs) premium price right now like everyone's felt it if you live, like, in cities, like, your grocery bill, like, everything's gone up. Everything's gone up, yeah. That's a real squeeze for regular people, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Not to mention people who already didn't have money. Yeah. It's like, Jesus, like, they're just pushing people out, man. It's like, really, this post-COVID world just went straight back to, like, a big fuck you from, like, in a lot of ways, in my opinion, so...
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it's just grown the class divide by a lot. And yeah, like, exactly. You know,
1: like, it's just and like it just swept people up or down yeah like if you i don't know if you got into like nfts and crypto at the right time i guess you're balling but for a lot of other people also tanked this week (laughs) yeah that's true um i'm I'm interested to see the the long curve line of crypto because like everything's uncharted you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean what's wild to me is like i remember watching like Futurama back in the day, you know, like uh-huh. I, I love that show, of course. And, and it's, it's just like one of the best shows, yeah, and, and you could, and it's like new New York, and it's all like however sure. many years in the future, and you could see how it's like, oh, I could see how we could potentially get to that, even though this is like yeah, a yeah. ridiculous, car- it's a cartoon, you know, it's like, totally, or like um, Blade Runner, like yeah, future no, no, cities, no, all of but these in, things that we grew up watching, yeah, that now... You're like, oh, we're like, oh, we're we're at the beginning of it turning into that. So it's just kind I of mean, like shitty, and for- it's like the Wild West <laughs> in a lot of ways. And there's yeah. like, and people are just getting fucking drugged through the mud and fucked over, right. and then like really bad people are doing really well. Yeah, and you know, it's just like, and I like, it's I mean, it's fucked. Like, it's hard for me to look at someone who's like older than like sixty and not be like, fuck you. How did you let this happen, you motherfuckers? But it, but then it's like. <laughs> Well it's not yeah. their fault, you know, not, it's not yeah, like, not individually it's like Ronald Reagan's but fault. There's a lot of and Donald uh, Rumsfeld and all these like fucking ass yeah, assholes.
1: Yeah. A lot of big factors, big players, but uh <laughs> you know, but even post this, like we felt New York change, like we felt like people's compassion, like it was palpable, and like now I'm saying you feel the shift back to yeah. just fuck you, deal with it. Totally. And that's just kind of the vibe and uh you know, yeah, I experienced it on a on a bicycle here. And it's like and people were like you know, I hear about friends like getting knives pulled out on them because they confront drivers. And it's like, now are you, now this is your reality. Are you going to match this yeah. psychopath's energy or are you just totally. going to dip and like be thankful they don't run you over? Yeah. And so, like, that's, that's why I like going on bike tours and like leaving the city. Uh-huh. Cause like it is just like going upstate, if you have access, you know, it's, you're getting out of this man and like this is its own thing it's its own world when you're in this it doesn't feel like other cities i've lived in where it's like this is just your whole matrix like this yeah. you're you're plugged in well, so i like, like unplugging I yeah say, totally i after mean after a decade
0: <laughs> when you're when you leave i feel this way when i'm on tour and i imagine it feels similar when you're on a bike tour mm-hmm. is like there you're not you're like observing everything in a way because it's not your day to day reality, mm-hmm. and so you're like, you're passively experiencing life in a way that lets you be kind of like the highlight of s- someone else's day potentially, totally. and you're not too
1: committed to like anyone you interact yeah. with.
0: And I used to like, and it's like a double edged sword too because you can be like, I used to sometimes get really depressed and I travel alone and I'd be like, oh, I feel like I turn into a ghost where like i just I'm, I'm on the road long enough yeah and i'm like seeing people but nothing significant's actually happening and and like whether i was there or not doesn't seem like it would fucking matter but i'm just there so they're like yeah let's have some beers i guess totally yeah. you know and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then it's so you kind of feel yourself disappearing but um, that's
1: that's when you also like i'm on social media more like documenting my trip because like i'm still searching for like human connection right because you are alone like you have banjo but like Uh that's that's different that's like a new development right no exactly a long time without banjo yeah i think that whole thing it's his his fucking help i know i think i think the whole thing is getting getting comfortable in the uncomfortable and i also think like on a bike tour and just the way i'm thinking about travel and like now i'm like sort of talking about it with other people like letting them know like you see pictures on Instagram, but like it doesn't show like the the ten hours of like grueling energy it took for me to get that one shot. Totally, or like they see like you know a great moment on tour, but they don't see like you driving like ten hours overnight, right? Yeah. Like that's that all happens. So it's you know to me it's like I have to get more comfortable in the uncomfortable. And I think forcing yourself sometimes to do that and do hard things, I think there's value in that. You don't have to like crush yourself or end yourself, but I think it's good to like challenge yourself. When our day to day, especially in New York, is like so bent on like comfort and convenience. Mm-hmm. So if you can like step outside that, I think I think it helps gain perspective, inevitably. Totally. When you gotta leave New York to be like, oh wow, like New York is just a place. Yeah. You know, even though when you're, for us and when you're here, it's the place.
0: Yeah. Well, it can kind of seem like in some weird way, like, Oh, if you live in New York, the narrative is like you're you're winning if you can just like stay here. You know what I mean? And like, dig and, your and heels it doesn't in. matter how much you you lose of yourself and how much you sacrifice to stay here, but like you're you're making not, it in New York, valid. so you're yeah. And it's like you're validated, but, and like <laughs> in, this, in this fucked up way, you kind of like look down on everywhere else. Like not really look down, but it's like like ah, but why? Like, I don't want to go mean, there. I mean, it's different. You know? Yeah, no, it's different. You have um, to. But then you're also held hostage by it because because it's like I mean I don't super like it here like my day to day reality like I used to love New York because I felt like I was observing it in a way now you're entrenched that that tourist thing and it's like now it's my day to day life after five after
1: five years it's you know I think like it it can lose that that uh, illustrious glimmer I don't know it's it just becomes it's a heavy place to be and live I think because like. You see heavy shit here, and like you go through ex- experience heavy emotional shit, and like uh-huh. going through. I have friends that moved here right before COVID, and they're mm-hmm. like, honestly, the last two years sucked, and yeah. we don't think it's for us, and we're leaving. I'm like, yo, I really can't blame you because you weren't here like the previous eight it. years that yeah. I was, where I was like, this is home. I have nowhere else to, to go. Yeah, some good times. So I mean, it's just. It's the best of the best and it can be the worst of the worst, you know, and it can be the best of the best of what I think America can be. That's why Mm -hmm. I like New York because it's not typical America. Yeah. But then also, you know, you, you have people that are like really on some shit and this place can really like push a sane person over the brink. So like if someone has things going on in their life or like they're, you know, they have no community and like get the rug swept out from underneath them, you see like people who can get like in really desperate scenarios and like that sucks too. Yeah, in a, totally. in, a, in a different way. When
0: well, you try and be, like, have some empathy when, you know, like, of things happen to you or, like, if you're. You this know, place
1: know. humbles you, though. It lets you know that, like, you're not the main character. Like, no. New York doesn't give a fuck about you. Yeah. So, you know, just, like, be good to your people. Be good in general. Like, yeah. it doesn't do you any good to just be, like, shysty and just, like, a leapfrogger and just, like, use people to, like, you know, claw your way to the top. Cause I don't think that's how it works, man.
0: Yeah, to try and just try and stay, uh, um, it's
1: not like Wolf of Wall Street type shit, man. Like people are too hip to that now. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I mean, I'm sure it depends that's what
1: world you're in, but like in all the ways. people that I know, unless like people really fuck with you, like they won't vouch for you, and that's that's how it should be. Yeah. And like even though New York's big, they say it's a small town because like in your neighborhood, the people you know, like there's always crossovers, yeah. and like you know, word travels fast, and like if you're a shithead, people won't fuck with you. Well, and I that's good. Like, I think that's a good thing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you think about these situations where, you know, and I mean, I don't know. It's like uh, I just remember a lot of like pretty fucking awful people getting away with a lot of shit for a long time back in the day, mm-hmm. or like in different music scenes, whether it was in Arizona back in the day, or Utah, or even here, I guess. For sure. Like you just like heard of people that are like that could just keep getting away with shit. They could, and like now people- hide better. Yeah, you you know? and now it's like there's no hiding and people will like call you out on your shit and it's like... I think that's an evolutionary practice. You know how many people yeah. like fucking straight up took mad advantage of me like early tours or like For early sure. on playing shows in Salt Lake? and For sure. And then uh, you're not trying to make a scene out of it because you're like, well this person's like powerful in the scene. Right. But nowadays in some ways like or like this you know, restaurant just like fucked me over and didn't pay me the guarantee or whatever and now I'm stuck in Jersey City or whatever. Like sure. now, I'd fucking put them on blast for sure. You know, and like, and I would whether or not anything happened to that place. I would like people would be like, here, I'm gonna send you some money on Venmo or whatnot. You know, no, like, for
1: sure. I feel th- there's a there's a, in some way there's more accountability because of social media and because of how like brands
0: are. I mean, cancel culture
1: entities <laughs> entities have to like, pardon me, think about themselves and like their online presence. It's pretty interesting, you know. I've, like, worked with cycling companies and stuff and, like, done, like, ambassador stuff. And, uh-huh. you know, people people want to be seen in a good light yeah. regardless. And I think it's sort of in a virtual realm, any type of social media is an extension of ourselves. So it's an extension of your ego. It's an extension of uh-huh. a lot of things. And I don't know if people realize that. And some people, like, don't align their social media presence with, like, how they feel IRL. And I'm just yeah. like, damn, like... I don't know like that's inauthentic like, what's the point you know like having like a business profile and then I don't know like just life is so short and shit's so crazy and we saw like our entire like sculpted reality like pretty much crumble within like two weeks to a month's period of time so yeah. like I don't know there's not a lot of times like do what you love and like go for the things that like really matter to you and like for me it was it's been all about like um focusing my my wants and needs and really getting those aligned cuz i feel like living in new york especially there's like more distractions than there are opportunities even you yeah. know and like that's that's been at least kind of what i think a lot of us have been hopefully trying to do like during covid and just like cutting out the distractions yeah but then sometimes you realize that like new york is a distraction
0: <laughs>
1: yeah which is also a, a reality as much as i love it here you know
0: totally well i feel is, like that's how yeah. i end up kind of Stuck in my room a lot of the time is to not. Get also, distracted. twenty dollars
1: to walk out your front door though. Yeah,
0: exactly. So you know, and like I
1: just—that's
0: a reality. Um, you know, sometimes people are like, "Oh man, how do you how do you book these tours and how do you do all these things and whatnot?" And it's like because I sit in my room. That's time right? though, you know. Um, it's and I a, it's the same thing. Don't get distracted by stuff.
1: Yeah, you got to put um, the time in to to shape these experiences. I think that's like the gift, sort of too, of like discipline and like giving yourself that opportunity to like shape these experiences for yourself it's kind of like what I think a a bike tour is like trying to convince people like take the time off work like oh you're going to lose a a little money not working two days but like the experience you'll have like really like camping out for the first time in your life is worth a hundredfold of the $200 you just made at work I don't know oh
0: totally yeah Um...
1: it's so worthwhile and like you know the earth's changing and shifting and like we're going to see big shifts in our lives So also like enjoy all these things while they're like free and accessible and like you know who knows what the future holds i don't know
0: yeah totally um and don't be something i've said this on the podcast before but like be allow yourself to be like bad at something or to not know
2: that's like, tough we, that's like tough we for feel me like we have to
0: know inevitably and we have to like um have all the answers or, or know how things are going to go. And it's like, no, that's the point. is You don't know how it's going to go. You try and be as prepared as possible. For sure. You try and trust in the kindness of strangers, which like is is a magical thing that happens when you... Yeah, no, it's, it
1: is magic. And, and most people, I think, in, in my experience, I mean, I, I travel as, as myself, like, yeah. you know, a white guy in, like, upstate New York. I had no problems. But it, it, you got to be aware of, like, who, who you're around when you're traveling. But yeah. for the most part, people are pretty pretty helpful and and kind-hearted if you approach them in like a a genuine way totally and not with like an ego and that's how i try to do it And i've always
0: had good luck so knock on wood i guess Um, yeah no i i agree and i think um i mean the narrative it's and this sounds i mean this is just so like your conspiracy theory uncle um but it's also so Uh true is that like um one like they want us to not trust each other and to think other people are bad or like all the Trumpers. That's the that's the design for sure. And, and like, because it's yeah, like yeah, divide yeah. and conquer. It's been like of what course. the ruling class has been doing for thousands of years. It works. Um, it definitely works. <laughs> it sucks. And what what's so funny is like uh, I was thinking about this recently, and I, I haven't put this together as like an articulated it into a full thought really, but like um, if this was a. Uh, um, Fuck! Like, if this was like an algorithm or a program that we were all in, mm-hmm. um, uh, like it's almost exactly like, oh man, I, I don't forget how I'm trying to say it. Like, the the perfect design for like making nothing work is the American democratic system yeah. or like the two party system. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, no, that, it never goes. Show,
1: it never goes anywhere. There's never any like long lasting change, right? It always just like defeats itself and takes like one step forward two steps back this is what we're experiencing on top of like a pandemic on top of a recession on top of like inept leaders like really doing nothing and like I hope people are starting to like kind of you know get smart to the whole game but like you know that whole 2020 summer like was a real moment and like and two years later like people people forget that like mutual aid and community was like really the only thing we could count on yeah and the people in charge really didn't have any real solutions, uh, and and now everyone's forgot and like everything's twenty percent more expensive, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. So it's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going out to the woods and like keep having my experiences because like that's where I found a lot of of value during all this like chaos, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, and it's good to know that to keep in mind that you know we most people are kind and and want to help you out. I or, think so. Or they, they don't. Not everybody has hate in their heart. Right. Um, you know, I mean, there, there's definitely a lot of people out there that do, but... Um, I don't think they're the majority, though. Let's uh, talk a little bit about your first bike tour. Like, uh, yeah. Um, or was this the one where you rode up the coast in California? Yeah, and so I found out after that, <laughs> that's the wrong direction to
1: go. Because, like, all the winds, like, trade winds go down the coastline. They come in from, like, B.C. under, like, Alaska and then go down the coastline. Uh-huh. So I was, like, fighting the winds for, like, 300 miles up the coast uh-huh. from, like, San Fran to, like, Arcata. Okay. And then, like, I, like... I was oh, no, sorry. I was inland first through Chico Valley, through Redding, Arcata, and then from Arcata up to uh, Newport, Oregon. Okay. So after those 300 miles, I cut in, went to Corvallis, and then worked up the valley to uh, Portland. Um, but, yeah, the whole trip was... Uh, like, SF Bay Area. I left for my homies in Sacramento after doing, like, a Napa Bay Area loop. Uh-huh. And I went all the way up to Seattle and then over uh, to see my homie Matt, who's living in Spokane. Okay. So I did that whole thing in, like, I think with rest days and, like, chilling in cities, like, just under a month.
0: Damn. So um... that
1: was pretty, pretty, I don't know, drastic. Yeah, I was, like, beverage director at the Palms. I've been, like opening it and like working there for almost half a decade yeah people were starting to leave and i was like you know without without these people here and like the experience changes and like you know my my heart wasn't in i was just i'd worked in the service industry for like 15 years totally from like high school to like my early 30s so it was it was i had the money saved up and i was like i'm just gonna take the summer off i subletted my bedroom yeah and uh yeah went up went up the coast and it was
0: how did how did like, that trip come to fruition like what where did it first like become an idea sure sure i, I, I would say that you know cycling was always a,
1: very much an in the city thing uh-huh. once i got my road bike and like i did my first like solo century uh-huh. i was like oh like I could do this.
0: A century like, if is 100 miles. Just, correct. You know, yeah, sure.
1: correct. And it's a little different doing it alone yeah. versus with somebody. You know, you really just, like, it's like playing tennis. It's just, like, one of those things. If it's, you do it alone, it's harder or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, you know, and it was, like, that leading into that, like, winter of, like, 2017, going into 2018, we just worked really hard as at work all the time. And I was, like, I really want to bike differently. I wanted to get an off-road. I wanted to get a gravel bike mm-hmm. just to be able to, like, try riding a different way and it was kind of timing wise everyone was leaving and i was like you know i think it's my time to walk away as well yeah and then uh, i got a gravel bike through chinelli that's how i started like the ambassador program with them Uh so essentially they gave me like a a deal uh, you know off off merchant stuff and bikes um so i was able to get a bike for cheap which gave me more money to extend my trip and do it longer Uh obviously i had to do like social media campaign nothing crazy um and that was what led me into that, and then I had the time off, so I just Swear kept just kept going. Yeah, and the trip changed. I like met people in Portland through friends of friends, and they're like, "Don't take that route, like take this route," and like led me through like the Olympia uh, Olympic Peninsula. Oh, cool! And then I got to like go into like um, Seattle through like Bainbridge and like the islands and the ferry. Oh, cool! So it was like a yeah. little more fun than just going up to like Tacoma and like suburban sprawl. Yeah, so it was like. I don't know. It was a really beautiful trip, and then I headed up through like the Cascades, uh-huh. through like Cedro Woolly and up there, and like Route Twenty, and it's just like mind blowing. Those are like real mountains. Yeah, those yeah. are like the the Alps of the the Northwest, I guess. I've yeah, heard they're, them called.
0: they're fucking huge. Really gorgeous. <laughs> I
1: would love to go back there and check that out. Like Northwest, I just wanted to see a part of the the country that I'd never never seen, never ridden. Uh-huh. It's so different than, than out here. Actually, the, the more I've, I wrote out here, I see the similarities as far as like weather pockets and like your climate and things like that. Uh-huh. But out there is just and so you're much still more. Planet Earth, yeah, it's, out there is so much more lush. And yeah, then, yeah, um, totally. Also, just like like living out there in the Redwoods was like pretty eye opening uh, of an experience.
0: Yeah, totally. I, uh, so I did that
1: after the year after my bike tour. So, with the, the bike tour, out. before we, because I yeah, yeah, definitely go ahead.
0: want to talk about that, um, when you uh let's see like the first i mean what what do you like the first couple days that you're riding by yourself like do you, how often are you seeing people you're just you're just like finding some spot off the side of the road and camping next to your bike like tell me what it looks yeah. like and, and tell me what's going through your mind because you you've yeah. never really been out there before or you maybe right. had but not like, not not like that not in the wilderness like that right like it's a totally different way when I hiked through Arizona last year, we were hiking through places that I've been to, like a fuck- sure. I've been to the Grand Canyon 10 times. I've never been up inside the motherfucking Grand Canyon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Totally like, it's different. a whole different thing. Yeah, much more intimate. I was saying like
1: there's there's nothing like learning a place by like tracing the contours of the land.
0: Uh-huh. It's yeah. like that's
1: much more intimate of an experience, especially going slowly. I think that's to me is sort of the the draw of of bike touring much slower than a car obviously slower than a train or a plane so like it forces you to be more present and like uh-huh. you're riding a bike like you're you got to pay attention to what the hell's going on uh my first tour like i wasn't really into like routing the way i am now like using apps and stuff yeah so i just used like google maps because i didn't know what the hell else to do and i was just kind of like looking like where campsites are um in california up the west coast and they're they're everywhere do you use any sort of app or i didn't back then no i just i just used my phone i would map it to google Uh and like make sure i got the route and everything and then you can go offline to save your battery Uh and i just pretty much stay on that route or whatever was the the whole day until i got to a campsite and i would like you know look for campsites anywhere from like 60 to like 80 or 90 miles because i felt that was kind of like my sweet spot for like My you know The the miles I wanted to cover For a day So yeah So like day day two Day three I was just like I'm in this And I was in like The Chico Valley And the first Week of my tour It was like Over a hundred degrees Every day And I was just getting like washed just blasted, yeah. yeah just like going into bp at like 5 p.m being like delirious and being like jesus christ like you need to drink more water bro yeah. like really realizing in different climates compared to out here and you're in a desert like climate cameling,
0: like where you just like exactly as much water as possible exactly before. i used to be afraid of cramps and now i'm
1: like no, fuck it no, <laughs> drink, drink the fucking water yeah it's yeah. gonna keep you from cramping but yeah, like fine exactly. you find your balance but um yeah, I learned a, like a lot out there, and then uh, inevitably, you know, after California and stuff, getting into Washington State fires, you know,
0: because like oh, this yeah. was also I would some, some videos and posts from something I had no there, idea. Nuts.
1: Yeah, I had no idea about it, and just seeing like a, a sun that's like blood red, and you're just like with a, a bandana over your face, and you're like wetting the bandana uh-huh. every like fifteen minutes or so, and then by fifteen minutes later, it's like crisp dry. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus, like I'm camping in this tonight and like waking up with like ash on your like
0: uh, on the rain cover. Yeah, yeah, man, it that. was
1: pretty trippy. Uh, but those, those type of experiences, you know, especially being alone, like really, those, those can be like life affirming, life shaping experiences. And I had like really beautiful moments, like descending the Cascades for like, you know, a dozen miles straight and just like yeah. sunset and you're listening you know to your favorite song or whatever and you're like yeah yeah life's pretty all right right now you know for all like the views are worth the climbs or like those special moments you have amongst you know the chaos of traveling that way is like that's super special because like you know that like you created that for yourself and it's i think that's a powerful thing like being able to move yourself across the land it's it's like a, it's an ancient skill set it's a sort of like this dormant skill set that we have as like humans uh-huh. we were all once nomadic yeah totally migratory birds have it like we're just animals yeah so our ability to like wayfind and do these things especially now because we have like GPS devices yeah it's just a cool time to to be a person who wants to search things out i suppose Well and enjoy it because like
0: the fucking yeah. planet's not going to look great yeah years. it's <laughs> yeah
1: man so i'm saying like that's what's kind of like weird about america too like the land is so beautiful but like in some places like the people make it kind of trashy
0: fucking care. yeah I mean, yeah it's, you know like, the small been... small
1: town seems so romantic when you're visiting but then it's like oh, i have to live here like these are my neighbors with like you know fucking trump flags and shit like yeah. these are real people like these towns really exist
0: yeah that i mean it's uh
1: you know, we all we all like know like we you know going forward is also like a two step back thing and like I like I said I think we're seeing America in like a very weird sort of like semi desperate time like I think the next few years by like twenty thirty when things kind of shake out it's gonna be very interesting I don't who knows really like like I said I hope yeah. by that time to like be like living living more rurally to be quite honest personally yeah. I kind of feel like the woods are sort of like my Totally. future future path or like I mean, the,
0: the woods or south america or, like, <laughs> i have a friend Asia. i have a friend
1: she owns a a coffee farm in ecuador oh, it and is. i'm like that doesn't sound too bad yeah i'd i'd work on a coffee farm Probably yeah. make a lot of money but like i don't know be pretty chill no cold weather i could deal with yeah. that
0: yeah i mean once you've decided to just like bow out of capitalism and just like work to sustain yourself like yeah man totally you know like that's kinda of, I'm in like this weird not weird place. I'm just like, okay, how can I just try and like hustle and, and like get as many small passive income streams or whatever and just like save as much money as possible mm-hmm. to where like when I'm finally just like get me the fuck out of America or New York or whatever, like sure it's not a I don't have a financial I thing mean you gotta America. have a I realized like pretty recently the idea of like a, a
1: nest egg. Yeah. Be or or like you decide to be here for the long haul and that's just mad props to whoever does that. Like, it's just, I think that's a, uh, a challenging path. You totally. know, I think, you know, there's, like I said, New York's one place and there's a lot of other, other places where you could be happy. And I think part of living here for a long time sort of is like drinking the Kool-Aid. And, uh, you know, you don't think you could have a life outside of this. But then like I went and kind of did have a life outside of it. Uh When I was on the farm And I was like This is a whole different life And lifestyle But I'm surviving I'm eating You know what I mean I'm waking up every day Totally I was safe For the most part (laughs) So Yeah uh, It's hard to like Convince yourself otherwise But You know It's okay Like But it's the FOMO And like That's very real here
0: Yeah I've gotten kind of Over the FOMO thing Because like I don't do anything Really anyways So I'm like I'm like I'm already missing out On anything So if I didn't live here Right. The only thing I'm missing out on is like playing music with the dudes I play music with really. And that's, like and that's tough and hanging out with you guys, but yeah,
1: no, that's um, definitely tough, but you know, there's other, other places where good things still happen and I think it's important to
0: remember that for <laughs> sure. <laughs> so. I'm going to refill my coffee and uh, yeah. Then we're going to talk about your time on the farm. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, so you're uh, you did that tour 2018. Yeah. The one we were just talking about. And the yeah. um uh I do want to ask uh, what do I want to ask about that? Um well there's something to be said about and I noticed this on that hike and I've as I've gotten older I've become more I feel like embodied more like um in my body and more like aware uh-huh. of, of like how it's functioning and, and for sure everything like that. Um and like when, when I was on that hike like you are aware of like every calorie, yeah, and like you know how that converts to energy to yeah. power your body, absolutely. Um, can you talk on that a little bit? For sure, about your relationship with your body when you're, yeah, on the trail, yeah, Abs- like
1: it's such a it's such a real thing. Like you're only if you're doing a type of endeavor like that that is more challenging and asks more of you. You have to think about the way you're fueling your machine differently. Because like, the most important gear you br- you bring on a trip is your body, like it's your it's your physical vessel. Uh-huh. It's everything from the start to the finish is your body. Nothing Definitely. works without your your legs and arms and head and heart and all that. Um, so after a while, just with cycling and, and doing long distances and day rides and stuff like that on a bike, I started to sort of understand what I needed. There's like apps like Strava that show your like caloric output,
2: uh-huh. so then
1: you really see. It's not a typical day where they say eat two thousand calories because you're exporting a thousand calories. Like you have to overeat. You have to have more in the tank than you're burning. Yeah. So when I saw on like Strava, for example, if I had a hundred mile ride and I was burning three to four thousand calories, I knew I'm putting more stuff on my bike. I'm gonna be burning more. I need to overeat. So if I'm doing five or six thousand calories of output, I need to think about what eight thousand calories of input looks like. Yeah. Four times your daily regular you know thought process, so that was but just it also
0: has to be lightweight enough for you to carry.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of it is, some of it isn't. You have to decide what and how you, how you want to eat and carry. Like I just got right. down to like the nitty gritty where it's like I'm thinking about carbs, protein, and calories. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to smash as many into my body as I can per hour that my body will take. Yeah, and then knowing I don't want to have to cook and wait 30 minutes and make pasta like in a in a pot. I'm just getting a freeze dried meal. It's lighter, it's easier. I don't uh-huh. have to worry about ingredients and in separate bags. Over time, you just kind of learn what works for you as a traveler, I guess. Totally. And just uh, very, very quickly within that trip, the nuance of like, you know, cutting onions at the campsite and all that kind of went out the window. Cause yeah. when you get there, you're so fucking tired. Just wanna set up my sleep system, get my tent and everything set up. It's dark. I wanna like eat. Slam a beer, smoke a J, and then like I'm passing out.
0: Yeah, Yeah, totally.
1: And you just really came to the the realization of it all. Like on my first trip, I brought like physical books that I was gonna read on trail. (laughs) Like (laughs) it took me it took me a week of carrying those about 300 miles to figure out when I was in like Arcata and like at my friend's farm originally, which is sort of what inspired me the next year Uh to go out there. Um, then I started finally shipping like 20 pounds of shit home. Yeah. Just being like I just carry all that shit through like the mountains from like Redding to the coast of California. Yeah. It's a route called uh, California Route 299 and it's brutal and I spent 2 days on it and I ran out of wire, water and had to go to like the mountain fire station to get water cuz I was like I'm out of water man. Yeah. And it was that it was like very real and that like about a you know half a week into my trip i really woke up cuz i was out near like willow creek and all these areas mm-hmm. and then the next year i see on the news that whole area who i was riding with got completely torched just burned yeah, yeah everything and it was like really pretty eye opening one person said like the east coast is like experiencing climate change is a myth the west coast is like knee deep in it already yeah. so it's very different out there but Totally. The way, the way I thought players. about food and about water, I had to double it. I was carrying, like, between, like, six to ten liters of water. Yeah. That's 20 pounds of water. Yeah. You know, that, that'll that change your day right there. And Totally. I thought going into it, I was such a strong New York City cyclist. And day three, I'm, like, walking with my bike. Yeah. There's just no way. Like, it uh, it humbles you. It's a very humbling experience, which is good, though. Like, you learn yeah. a lot. You learn a lot.
0: No, I think those are, um, I mean, I swear, some of the, the, the most difficult but like best lessons i've learned were the times i got my ass kicked you know whether it was so physically true. like in, yeah, a, yeah. in a fight and got my ass whooped or like mm-hmm. um you know Men- by an experience like that mentally or, you know and like underestimated yeah. something or thought i was hot shit you know it's exactly it's like being humbled is there's a reason why it comes up all over the bible and yeah the yeah Quran yeah and you know what i mean it's, it's like just, it's such a yeah. human thing it's really beneficial for all of us real value um, and um
1: yeah, so, like, travel, traveling that way, like, inevitably uh, will, will humble you. Mother Nature, like, will humble you. I realized pretty quickly that, like, you never conquer anything. It's like you're just allowed to be there until it gets too gnarly, and then, like, you're forced to leave. Like, I got snowed out in Sedona and Flagstaff for two days. And it's uh-huh. like, what are you going to do? Get on your bike and, like, fight, like, 20-degree temperatures with, like,
0: 20... In a 20 mi- Yeah, 20-mile-an-hour wind blast. Something?
1: Or are you or going to get a hotel room and, like, you know, chill out for a second? So... You know, I learned a, learned a lot of lessons on the road, but that can be translated to life. Uh, you know, you're not the main character. Water is life. <laughs> Stuff like yeah. that. Like, just real real truths. And uh am super happy I had those experiences. But you have to give yourself the gift of that time, yeah. you know, and and kind of train. Like, I had to train to get my body to that level. Like I was, a, I would say, a strong cyclist, but I, like, took time off work. Like, uh-huh. visited my family in Ohio, visited a homie in San Fran for, like, probably equivalent to a month before even starting that. You were training. And I was just riding. I was, like, riding in San Francisco. Yeah. So, like, that in in itself is...
0: Someone at the door. Yeah, Yeah, no worries. Grab that real quick.
1: Okay. You want to pause it?
0: That's the nice thing about podcasting. Really low stakes. It's just nice. You know what I mean? It's just, like... It's just cool, because I get to just, like, have, like, these kind of deep conversations with people that, like, I've... A lot of times, people I've known for a long time, but we've never just sat down and talked
1: for two hours. Yeah, it's different. Different nature. For Um, sure.
0: That's like, I really dig it. Fuck um, yeah, man. So, uh, you keep alluding to the farm. Yeah, which is like, I almost forgot about that over, story over two years ago. Yeah, when I yeah. almost forgot about it when I asked you to do this, and now I'm like, oh right. fuck, we got to talk about the farm. Yeah, um, I don't know how in. Well, it was all above board. It was all. It's yeah. It's a, it's a legal legal legal, so. can,
1: legal cannabis farm uh, in in Humboldt County, um, in California. So. Uh, my my friend Chris, who was the head grower, uh, most like talented grower, you know, cannabis aficionado. I know, like really in it, has like a ten to fifteen thousand dollars seed library. Like he's about the culture, but yeah. he's but he's been he's been he's been in, ingrained in the culture for a minute. So yeah. I, but so he's the one I originally visited in uh, California outside Willow Creek. Uh-huh. Uh My my bike tour. I worked at the farm with him for a week and he paid me out. He was paying me 20 bucks an hour, pretty chill. And I was just helping like water and I was there for five days, uh-huh. you know, and I made like a few hundred bucks and I was like, blessed, like this really helps the trip. Totally. Like I was okay to put a pause button because I had just gone through the mountains, you know, by like Mount Shasta and shit, like crazy, <laughs> crazy wild, mountains, man. Yeah. And uh, so that kind of sparked it. He's like, if you ever want a job like next year, man, let me know. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, man. I've known him since Ohio. Like he yeah, you was guys, like, like grew up yeah yeah we didn't know each other growing up but he was friends with like my childhood friends because I didn't go to like the public high school oh gotcha you know what I mean and yeah. like he was getting in trouble back then like he's he lived in Chicago as well like he was moving to Chicago as I was leaving oh, gotcha. so like, we'd always been connected but never you know what I mean yeah totally so it was like really cool anyway so a year later I'm back. Uh, in, in New York after my bike tour, and sort of like you know one of those like life changing kind of moments, and I'm kind of like bummed to be here. Uh-huh. I, I had this room at the time because Carson had left. And him is, and Kenny were on a hike.
0: The the big master quote unquote bedroom in our right,
1: but I like didn't really do anything with it, and I was over at Eileen's all the time anyways. And uh, you know he hit me up in that March of 2019, and he's like, "Yo, would you want to come out I'm looking for? I'm looking for some some people on the farm," and I uh-huh. was like. Dude, say less I left in April Uh-huh Went out west with my friend Harrison He was gonna go uh, do the University of Santa Cruz I believe their farming program Uh-huh Like their horticulture program So he had to drive out there And like we, Harrison had been our neighbor Him and Chelsea had been our friends for years I lived across the street And he's like, man Like, yeah, I'm going out there I was like, I'm with you It was only gonna fit me and my bags and my bike then i'll go with you so him and i like cannonballed across the whole country in like three days yeah stopped at your parents house when kenny was there in arizona yeah
2: we, we got out slept. there in
1: two days that's i think wild. we i think we slept like outside like um albuquerque for like two or three hours like we from here to there like just switched off driving like 15 hours each Damn, that's fucking so wild. rowdy never do that that I've fast that
0: to Utah and then we
1: got before. from your house in Sholo all the way up to San fran within like the next morning we like just went through like LA like ninety miles an hour, you know Insanity. what I mean. So we get out west. I spend some time out there with my friends. I did some courier work out in San Francisco for Cannonball Couriers, uh-huh. like friends of a friend's company. Um, and then from there, I went up to the farm when the the time was right. I think early May. Uh-huh. And then I was I was at the farm from then until Halloween, uh, which was the the second attempted uh, robbery of the farm.
0: That yeah. Year yeah we should we should get to that point um what okay so you you get to the farm yeah it's it's all a legal cannabis
1: farm for sure it's it's you know 30,000 square feet of grow space it's like a 50 acre farm uh huh it's you know in the redwoods it's off it's just past red redwoods uh national forest uh huh I mean it's beautiful it's idyllic you're overlooking you know shasta and everything like yeah unreal uh so I'm there. I was kind of like, there was like a three-man core team. One of one of the, his homies, he had known for a really long time. And one he had worked with the year prior. Uh-huh. And they were both good guys. One of the guys, he was a little more, I don't know, into, into sort of like hippie culture, crystal culture. I don't uh-huh. know what you want to say out there. He, he Early in the season, he went to go do like an ayahuasca thing in Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then came back and was like, I had this vision to get a cat. And we had, like, two, like, American Bulldogs on the farm, like, Chris's dogs. And obviously, like, he couldn't have the cat out and about because, like, the cat is a snack. And he's like, I just don't really feel it this year, man. I'm just going to leave. And, like, decided one morning to just get up and leave. So I essentially took his spot. So we were back down to, like, a three-man team. Uh So I went from, like, sort of helping and getting, like, hourly work to, like, then I was, like, kind of bumped up into, like, seasonal salary work. Yeah. I was also working every day for... Six Every day for six months I think we had like Fourth of July off And we like Did some acid And like walked Through the woods (laughs) (laughs) But like Other than that Like you're on the farm Like my vacation Was like going to town To like do groceries And laundry Yeah Like that was when You got to chill that day Uh When it was your day But like every two weeks So like sometimes You wouldn't be leaving The farm for weeks on end And you're around Three people And sometimes like When they brought Other people up During harvest There was more people there But really like You know it was. But that triangle system Worked out there because like you had to be accountable to your friends and the people you lived with and like shared a totally. room with so it worked but it was like you know not not a regular job either by any yeah. means like you think yeah. like oh weed farm sick but it's like uh, it's, it's a lot of work. it's Farming a it's, is a, fuck, hard it's work. a farm yeah. you're up at 5am every day like yeah. you're Yeah tell
0: me what, what the day to day looked like like when you first like early on in the season did it, did your day to day change later Yeah on? yeah like, that's
1: what was interesting yeah. is like you're the job changes with how the plant grows yeah totally. so you go from like just prepping the whole flats and you know marking where you're going to put the the plants to getting the pots the hardest thing was filling the dirt having like dump trucks of like dirt you and know just poured out bro, and then I you had yeah it was yeah, like that's it's ba- back 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 breaking work man like
0: that's like what I that's first for college yeah, with yeah and that's like <laughs> first first
1: week type shit so like you know you would get rinsed pretty quick if you weren't about it but i was just there with my friends and like i kind of wanted smoking weed yeah hydrated it wasn't the city and you have to think about all these things like you knew what your day was and that was just your day 12 hour day you know but you know you wake up at like yeah five by seven like you're out like getting all the water ready because like you're watering plants daily if it hadn't rained um you know there's always a project or something to be done or like you're prepping for like the next part when you have to, like, build, say, like, cages for the uh, branches because now they're so heavy that they're starting to droop. So, like, you set up, like, little plastic soccer net-type cages with bamboo sticks around each plant, and you had, like, you know, 700 plants. Yeah. So for the next two weeks, that's what your job is, is just putting up, you know, these nets to make sure the drooping branches don't crack off because that's, like, each branch could be, like, a pound of wheat or something, you know what I mean? So it was, like, very interesting understanding the backside of... Of weed culture and like what it really takes from seed to growth to like you smoking it, you know. Yeah, totally. New new appreciation for the whole thing and culture. So it was really cool and like really like a special experience. And I got to like wake up in a cabin in the redwoods. Like, yeah, that that in itself is like I'll never forget that.
0: Yeah, no, that's that sounds like an you amazing know. experience. Sounds like such a very cleansing. To go, go from New York City to doing yeah. that. Yeah,
1: um, ten million people to like. Two your homies and two dogs, three yeah. dogs. I mean, man, it was definitely challenging. And I, I wrote in my journal about it, and I was like really depressed too. But then I just got into like reading because there's nothing else to do. Like you're off grid, like no cell phone service, no nothing. Yeah. So it really we shot a lot of guns, which is yeah. pretty cool. Did a lot of target, pretty good target practice with like uh, Chris's guns, but. It's just a different world out there. It's what I really realized people's realities are so different in this country. Yeah. It's hard to, like, how are you going to bridge this this gap in this country between leftist and rightist, like, rural and yeah. city folk. It's just two different realities, and I didn't really realize it until I was, like, living that.
0: Yeah, totally. You, you went know. from one to the other extreme For sure. very quickly. Yeah, that's... Um, people didn't and, believe. And it, and it makes sense in some ways. It's like, why do these people, especially California, like, as an example, like, right. like... The highest taxes in the country, especially on gasoline, and and that's like to try and offset the the amount of drivers there are in L.A. and San Francisco. (laughs) It's not gonna do shit. But what's fucked up about that is like, why does some Someone in Arcata have to pay the same taxes as people in LA, like it's it's having different environmental impact, and and it's like six and and like the people in LA are probably making way more money than the person in Arcata For sure, they're still paying the same gas prices. You know what I mean? And so, so it's like you, there's, there's, I see the economic things behind like two different states. Yeah, totally. Really, that's what the whole state of Jefferson. Yeah, super real. So I I was, I was
1: in the middle. I was like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe a hundred miles south of uh, the border, the Oregon border. Uh-huh. But like from where we were, with like back roads, you could take back roads all the way up into Oregon. Oh, I believe it. Like yeah. just like connecting fire roads and like uh-huh. farm paths and stuff. If so, something
0: hadn't got washed out. by Yeah, like that, yeah. We know.
1: were we were way way the fuck out there, man. Uh, you know, which which inevitably sort of led to our downfall <laughs> at the end of the season, though. Yeah.
0: So. Um, so you're dealing with all this through uh or you're you know you're doing the work and that's keeping you super occupied it sounds like yeah and at night you're reading or shooting guns when you have free time yeah um what before we get into like what happened next what's the (laughs) um like give me can you give me some examples of things that you like learned or realizations you had or just like like a moment of um, clarity or Enlightenment you know, Yeah, yeah I mean, Yeah, like, for sure um, You know, like how I, I can Yeah, just maybe A core memory right. Where you're like Oh, fuck that I'm always gonna picture That moment When I think of that time Right
1: For for me, it was just like Your forces slow down And your life becomes So simple uh uh-huh. And you're living so hard Like before That guy moved out And I got his cabin Because we had two cabins But he had his own cabin Up top of a hill uh-huh. Like on the top of The top flat and the other cabin was lower with like the low plants on the low flat. Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, Cause it's built on the side of a mountain. Yeah. You know, um, before he moved out, like I was sleeping in the basement where like the weed plants were drying or had dried, like the dry room in Chris's like hunting tent that he put in the back of his truck. Yeah. So I was like, my whole world was I was just sleeping in this little mini tent cot situation, going to bed there every night. Like, uh huh it's not it's not peaches and cream like i gave up everything to like really try something new and like really put myself out there and like Uh no one knows that except for me you know and like what what i sort of came to the conclusion was like life can really be like i can be happy with less whereas when you're here in the city everything is like to the max like this is the maximalization of capitalist western culture this is the mecca so like this is the capital of capitalism we adapt to the city city does not adapt to us no. So like I change as a person You feel it Like you're never happy You want more uh-huh. So all these tropes That like, we don't think But we internalize them And then out there I kind of like shed All those things I had known And I'd been in New York For a decade Which yeah. is a long time yeah. So I like become Chris as a New Yorker So I could like realize For the first time ever Like I can be Chris Not just, just Chris I don't have mm-hmm. to be I don't have to think When I leave my house here Like in bed you know, I walk around differently. Like you have to like be aware of your surroundings and all those things. Whereas Absolutely. out there, I could sort of let my guard down a little bit. And like, you're going to town and like, once again, I'm like anonymous in like a really good way where totally. it was really good, man. And it's like California. It's like, everyone's very chill and laid back. And you're in like a small, or even though Arcata was a college town, yeah. like it was the nearest grocery store. It was 60 miles away. One way. Damn. <laughs> we were just burning through gas, like going just to go grocery. So it's like, if you forgot someone's like lucky charms like sorry bud we'll get them next week yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like totally. getting people getting food for people became such a love language like yeah. not forgetting so and so stuff on the list yeah you know because it's like respect because like we're all just busting our asses
0: yeah well, if um, you're, i mean it is it's it's interesting it's like i mean as much as a smaller microcosm but it sounds similar to like a like a pirate ship you know where it's like it everybody is. does their work but it's all a democracy it and is and if you splits, don't you're gonna hear it's it. the booty you know and
1: like it's not like there's like hr right it's like just us three no you gotta sit there and deal with it it's like yeah me
0: and my band you know it's yeah like, even if like but it's good though i might be signing the paycheck or whatnot it's like it's the three of us we're all out here in fucking oklahoma right. or exactly. arkansas or whatever. you're having the same experience like, this is a democracy right now or like this is you know what i mean like like yeah we're, we're all in this together how do we make this better for each other you exactly know?
1: Um, yeah you stop putting I it's really more we so yeah, that, was, totally. that was really cool too because also in New York inevitably it's I because yeah, totally. like, if you don't focus on yourself here like you just get like
0: stepped on totally yeah yeah. you gotta make space for yourself it's really the, there's right. a weird aggressiveness that like is required of you in New York that it always it takes that's me a what, little that's what while I'm saying, to man. like when I get back from a long tour like this last tour was like three weeks so it just like, yeah. felt like a vacation for months but like when I'm gone for a few months yeah. and then I come back it, it this happens every single time when I leave for a tour and I'm like getting coffee at the gas station and some lady's talking to me. Right. And I'm like, yo, lady, why the fuck are you talking to me? You know? Right, right, and I'm, right. I'm thinking that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm in fucking Georgia or Tennessee. Like I'm in the it's South. They, this is like what, what they people do. do. Yeah. yeah I've yeah. probably said this on the podcast before. <laughs> but then when I come back to New York first time I go to order a sandwich at the bodega or something like that and I'm just like waiting for my turn and like three other kids from the neighborhood are like yo let me get a chopped cheese or let me get you know this thing and like their order's getting in first even though I was there first I'm like oh yeah you gotta like you just fucking order yeah you You know and if he's not ready for your order he'll let you know but you just you know like and it's just like yeah growing up in pine top arizona that's different man you do such a different reality (laughs) you know you wait your fucking turn yeah yeah yeah. you inevitably have to like yeah
1: i said like adapt adapt to this reality and like yeah new york is its own its own jungle it's wild and the rules here don't apply elsewhere so so finally like spending real time outside of it and like really away from everything Uh i could like unplug in in a different way which is like good it was good for me
0: mentally too yeah and when when i met you i remember thinking like I knew you weren't from New York, Mm -hmm. but like you were so sold on Brooklyn and New York, and so like, (laughs) so like, like Brooklyn versus everybody else. Yeah, for sure, for sure. When I first met you, that was like that motherfucker's never leaving New York, right? You know, I never thought I was
1: either, man. You know, but world's a big place.
0: Yeah, no, and like we we, like it's good to grow and change. Exactly. If I thought I was the same person I was seven years ago, right? I'd be kind of bummed. I'd be blacking out every week. I (laughs) would not. I would definitely be fucking hungover yeah right exactly i like having less hangover With like no serotonin because i did a bunch of blow and yeah and like i wonder you know? why i'm so sad yeah exactly play elliot smith yeah please <laughs> oh my god uh so the okay let's back to the farm back to the farm let's let's uh fast forward i guess um, yeah so uh, um yeah just tell, tell tell me about yeah the, what, the what fall happened?
1: the fall was different than the summer man uh eileen uh my partner she came out and visited me right before my birthday like end of august uh-huh. and it was sick and like she was down to like help out on the farm uh-huh. and like you know really help us like we we're doing uh, i think we we're putting like bat guano on the plants we were just like starting to do a big bat guano project because like it's really good for plant growth and like it's really high and uh, rich in like nitrogen uh-huh. and we were getting like a lockout of nitrogen like leaves were yellowing so okay. just learning me learning about plants was, I don't know. It was such a cool experience. But anyway, yeah, so she comes. Awesome. She comes out. She helps for a week. We chill. Her and I trip mushrooms. Go to like uh, the coast. Do hikes. Like it's a great week. And then like two, three weeks later, we start harvest. Uh-huh. Uh, some plants like you start to harvest earlier than others based on like their timeline and when they like peak their fruiting or the uh-huh. flowering itself.
0: Gotcha.
1: Uh, so we start to do the ones that are, like, looking to peak.
0: That's cool that it kind of happens in a... It gives like you time. cascade, so you have right, time. Right, right. It's not like, um, oh, you got to harvest yeah. all seven. You said 700 plants? Seven,
1: Yeah, seven. We had 300 on one and then 420 on the lower flat. 420. Sick. <laughs> yeah. uh, Blue Dream on the lower flat. Uh, and I think it was, like, a granddaddy perp. And, like, I forget the cross. Damn, I got to ask Chris, but it was... Um, really really pretty flower like tons tons of purple because it's when it gets colder that's when the plants sort of like protect themselves with temperature shifts uh-huh. and that's what creates purple weed Really? yeah so like darker stuff like that would means it's usually harvested at least for outdoor stuff later Oh, gotcha. so anyway so we start the first harvest we're 10 days in day of like 11 uh, it's like 7am like you know we're starting our day I have oatmeal every day I put my coffee on the table and like all the lights shut off in the cabin. And that means like one thing that like Jacob didn't do his job because he didn't put diesel gas into our thirty uh three hundred gallon diesel generator uh-huh. which powers everything and by this time we're in harvest so fans like tons of power cords everywhere like we're all off grid so everything's done on like generators on
0: generator yeah or... but
1: are multiple generators okay. all over the farm but that's like the big daddy generator. Yeah. So that goes off, and Chris is like, "Jacob, you son of a bitch!" And like, he pops his head outside, and then there's like a guy with a fucking, you know, AR fucking 15 pointed at him. He's like, "Get the fuck out!" And then Chris goes like, that guys, like, we're getting robbed," and we're I'm just like, you know, and I'm like, "What do you think
0: in that moment? In that moment, like, we have to
1: get out of the house. He's like, we got to get out of the house." And like, Jacob,
0: in your head, what are you thinking? Like, as soon as
1: he says, "We're getting robbed," like i didn't know what to think when i i didn't pop my head out the door just at that point yeah you know what i mean so i was like i don't know what this looks like or means up here it's like something you hear about and like it happened to chris's farms he worked on but like in the winter when no one's there yeah and they can just go in the snow and like steal generators and shit yeah but it wasn't ever anything like he had experienced there yeah, prior in Humboldt. And- yeah but it, it wasn't one guy it was like a dozen guys okay so it's like by the time like Jacob and his little and his brother who were like up in the loft of the cabin, like putting on their underwear and they're like j- literally just waking up and they're like, yo, seriously, get the fuck out of the house now, guys. Like there's a bunch of guys outside with guns. And like, as I go out, I start to see like dudes just pop out from behind trees and they' all got like shotguns, fucking automatic weapons, like AR-10s, AR-15s, like yeah. old, old stuff, like old, old AK-47s, like with like the the wooden like banana clips and you're just like all these shits are illegal and like, they've been passed down. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. And, you know, we, we were located next to uh the Hoopa, the the Native Reservation.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, you know, we literally shared the line with them the backyard. So, like, all of the roads, the dirt roads that we were on all led to, like, the res. Yeah. So, like, this is just their peanut butter and jelly. Like, this is what they do. Like, yeah. they just, like, knock off a few farms every year.
0: Yeah, some folks just... Do what they need to, to do. and Like, that's someone, when they just yeah. dip
1: into the woods. It's... Four four plus million acres of greater Northern California, man. Totally. Like, you know, they know. Also, like, they know those those foothills and those roads the way kids around here know know blocks and bedsty. Yeah, totally. Right. It's just I mean, it's back of their hand to them. Yeah. And that's just with the game. It's been out there forever. Like, it sounds corny, but if anyone had watched, uh, what's the Netflix documentary? Murder
0: Mountain, or something Murder like Mountain. That. Yeah. I wasn't
1: on Murder Mountain. That's like in Southern Humboldt County, uh-huh. but it's it's the same shit all over the place up there, man. And like, you know, it turned into like uh, like a two plus hour hostage experience, and uh, us like ended up like, you know, Chris, Jacob, and I, because they're like, we need people to like take the weed down. They're not going to do it themselves, so they just sit there with like guns in your face while you're like tearing down what you just took seven months to like take care of like you're ripping down this plastic until like your hands are like cut up and bloody and they're like stripped, like strip some of us down to like our underwear. And it's like 30 degrees at like seven in the morning. So the whole thing is like pretty. It's uh, happened like
0: at sunrise. Kind yeah. Of.
1: Like as we're getting ready for the day and it, uh-huh. the temperature dips are, you know, it gets 90, yeah. 90 degrees in the day and it gets 30, 40 degrees at night. We're like 3200 feet up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just super gnarly. And then they got what they wanted and like stole both my friends cars You know? And then, like, we, like, unlocked people because they, like, um, nail-gunned the bathroom, like, outdoor bathroom door shut. They put, like, everyone in there with, like, the dogs. Like, my friend Chris was, like, begging them not to shoot his dogs, and they're, like, shooting at his feet and shit and telling him to, like, hurry up. And, like, the dogs are, like, two bulldogs. Like, people will kill dogs out there. They don't give a shit, you know? He's like, please, like, take anything. Like, they took all his guns, like, you know what I mean? Like, the safe, like, everything, man. Like, generators. They found one of his cars, uh, his Subaru, like in, like, uh, a river on the res, like, two weeks later. And then, like, Geico's like, we suspect foul play here. And he's like, motherfuckers? Like, it's been a month, and, like, I'm driving around this rental that, like, you guys say, like, you can't pay for any longer. And my car had, like, the head gasket blown out because it got shoved in a river. Like, it was used in a robbery. Like, did you not look at the police report here? Yeah. And it took him forever to, like... So it was, like, just a whole shit situation. He lost his, like, Dodge Ram, like, Cummings fucking, like, beautiful truck... They'd had for like years up there. They, they were, then the, then the the native started using his truck to rob other places, and people caught it on their trail cams. Just like crazy shit, man. Like it's thinking a, that it was him. No, not that thinking uh, that it was him, but just like Chris was like, that's my motherfucking truck, man. You know what uh, I mean? Like, fuck. and it's just like he had been up there for so many years, and then we just like after all that, we're like, let's just get in your fucking new new car. He got like a uh, an FJ. He's like, uh, fuck it, let's just drive back out to Ohio, man. Fuck this shit, and we're like we left so we were off the farm came back on the farm after that whole situation more people got brought on the farm sort of like inevitably what uh is like sort of scab workers it sucks it's like kids from like spain and stuff who come in and they'll work for like 10 american dollars
2: uh-huh. and like
1: you see that side of the biz and the industry it's just really like it's not peace love and hippie hugs it's actually just like unbridled capitalism in the fucking woods which like
0: it's just recently not a black market yeah exactly so like
1: exploitation is gonna happen exploitation to the max so we got the rest of the farm all harvested actually Chris and I leave those people are selling the farm and then uh, our other farm mate who we live with forever Jacob his brother and a few other people are on the farm they're gonna load up the last truck the last morning and then leave this is Halloween
0: yeah
1: that night, the dudes come back, and they're, like, all, like, methed out, and they come in with, like, in the middle of the night this time with, like, red laser beams and shit, like, into the cabin again with the owners who are, like, in their, like, $150,000 trailer with the black ops marine security guard that they then hired after the first robbery. So they try to—so they get into the cabin, try to tie my friends up. They're so fucked up they can't even tie a knot. Like, these are just meth heads who live in the woods who happen to be native, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, I mean, people don't know this about reservations. Of like, but there's like a lot of problems out there. Like yeah, that. and it's the West
0: Coast, and it's like well, tweaker culture, it's, which is super sad. And it's like, I mean, they have no other super option. Super rural America. It's yeah. like, like there's all types of people doing that type of shit for sure. You know, those just happen to be native. Exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like a like secondary you,
1: thing to me, but like, yeah. it is what it is. So they can't even tie my friends up. They're so fucked up. They just shove them in one of the shipping crates that we were using to dry, lock the shipping crate, like, with them and their dogs, and then start to go to the owner's uh, trailer. And all my friend hears from inside the shipping crate is just gunfire. And he's like, holy fuck, they're killing everyone, dude. Oh, my God. And they had a full-on firefight uh, with our security guard, who was, like, the nastiest motherfucker I would ever met and was just, like, on patrol all the time. But, like, middle of the night, they should have had another fucking patrol guy, but our owners were cheap and they didn't want to pay for two guys because it was, like, a thousand bucks a day for this dude yeah paid him like 30 racks but like we felt safer with him there and he'd be popping out of the woods We'd be like dude where the fuck did you come from like he's the real deal like mercenary but so he had a full-on firefight with these guys got him off the farm but they like made the owners like jump out of the fucking windows of the trailer and like threw molotov cocktails and like burned all that shit to the ground i'm already off the farm but like jacob thinks like my owners are dead everyone's fucking dead and then, like, Nate comes and gets them and lets them out. And he's just, like... And then, like, everything's on fucking fire. And, like... it Almost turned into the first murder on a legal farm in California, post-legality. Really? Yeah. Like, supposedly one of the guys got shot or something. And there was, like... But no one really knows. So You know what I mean? Like, these are, like, so many stories out there that just kind of, like, disappear into thin air. Yeah. And there was, like, a blog that, like, covers weed culture in Humboldt. And, like, we were on the blog for the robbery and everything. And it was just, like, this ridiculous, like firestorm of like the end of like a great season overall. It just like ended in misery. And I'm just like, get me the fuck out of California ASAP.
0: Dude, what the fuck? Um, so crazy. That's fucking insane.
1: <laughs> that's like, dude, that was like my 2019. And then I got back in like December, my sublet leaves. And then two months later, COVID hits. So yeah. I'm like, I'm back in New York. Cause like, <laughs> I have my room at least. And then here we go into chaos. But I will say that time in the woods, man, uh-huh. mentally, I think it hits people so much harder as far as being in New York and being like, my life—it's changed me. I was like, I just came from a whole different yeah, alternate totally. reality, so it allowed me to like adapt better to that that time and like that drastic switch in our lives. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of thankful for that in that way. Like I already been traumatized, so I wasn't really concerned about shit. I just kept working like on my bike and like then we got into like delivering food and working with uh-huh. like bed size strong. So I was, like, so happy we could at least turn our, like, anxiety into, like, something useful with, like, our collective power and uh, the capitalist resistance vehicle. Yeah. Your CRV. CRV, um, RIP. That car car Um, is the shit. So, like, some people really, like, had a hard time with it. And some people became, like, agoraphobic and, like, really, like, they lost their entire grasp of reality where, like, I'm so glad we had this place and each other to sort of, like, lean on and, like, vent like i'm losing my shit today guys yeah we're like you know some people had one bedroom apartments and like imagine that dude yeah. like that's kind of like a prison cell so
0: yeah it's i mean it's awful it was the a weird of, time i mean the number of people i know that have died from covid but also it's the ridiculous people i know that have died from suicides or overdoses that too man that's the real number stuff, so that's, like, that's the real number we all know I mean, people all that stuff because it's right. all casualties of the same exactly
1: well they can't see a yeah. way out they can't see like a light at yeah. the end of the tunnel and like that's also I will say like during that weird time after I came back and I was like well now what that's where like once again I just turned back to biking yeah also like post like my own traumatic experience yeah and just like getting that out it's like I'll always just like put that into like my pedals
0: I feel super grateful you know? that, no I get that that's awesome and that's like yeah. I, have, I gotta like, turn
1: that bad experience into something positive otherwise like that she'll just eat you up and there's like totally. so many unanswered questions i'm missing like tens of thousands of dollars like we never, never paid got paid from the owners and like for six our, months of work and like our small claims court thing like disappears into like the COVID void in california we're like you know what i mean it's just like yeah. it, it, it it's it gone it's, i have to accept that and now i can only go forward yeah. and it was like a real the hardest lessons are the best lessons there's no other yeah. way to learn it man
0: well that's like, like a, um I can kind of relate, you know. You spent that time in the woods, and I also just like from 2018 to 2019 just like went through some like real shit and had to change Sh- a change, real shift, yeah. yeah. And, and then, then for like sure. it was kind of like, oh, I already went through losing my mind and being fucking like, totally. and then COVID hit, and I was like, oh, I'm like healthier than I've been in decades. So like, yeah, it was weird. This. It was a weird year, um,
1: weird time because like I think a lot of us were able to like use our time wisely but like other people just had a lot harder time than we did you know inevitably in like their own struggles so i just like feel super grateful that i was able to like uh tread water during that time so like those bike trips and like all that stuff i did really helped me to like uh-huh. get and like something to look forward to and like stay focused and i think yeah. that's like a huge thing sometimes we overlook as humans like if you don't have shit to look forward to like it's hard to gain positive perspective and you can just get like super bummed out here
0: Totally. Well I, I
1: just think caught up in the cycle.
0: There's like a really good there's a balance too between and something like cycling or, or doing like really like type two fun. Like <laughs> yeah. you listening that don't know what type For two fun sure. is. Like For type sure. two fun is where in the moment you're like getting your ass kicked and you're like, mm-hmm. This fucking sucks, but mm-hmm. like looking back on it, you're like, Holy shit, that was amazing. And like that's, bike touring. That's what or, it is. Or like long distance hiking. Yeah, like yeah. There's a lot of things that are that. Um For sure. And I think what you learn from that uh is Perseverance in the moment, like being present in the moment and just fighting through it moment by moment. Yeah, um, that's like a really tangible skill that you learn from that. Um, and I think it's really important to be present and um, good practice. Like, and when you're looking forward to something, this is something I have a um, bad habit of. Is like I live my life like three, four months down the road while sure. I'm planning that tour and I'm looking forward to those days in the studio to make that record right. or when that record comes out. Right, and I'm not enjoying right now. Right. Um, and, there, and, like, there's there can be a lot of misery in that and a lot of suffering and, and escapism. But then you, you figure out how to, like, oh, I have this thing to look forward to while also being here now and, like, accepting and and just, like, saying yes to this moment. You right.
1: Know? And being, like, I am enough in this moment. Totally. In the future, you're always looking for, like, the person you will be or could be. Yeah. We're, like, I'm enough for me now.
0: Totally. And, and like accepting like-
1: accepting your limitations and your body limitations, like that's where you're forced like you hit your wall and you know that and you know what's sustainable I think that's a good practice or good skill set to really learn and take with you yeah. after, after you get back or whatever because like you know you, you, I've gotten burnt out here everyone's gotten burnt out here you can't uh-huh. you can't have a fucking sprint into the sun mentality here yeah. it's not how it works like I think that I have a healthy lifestyle in New York like you have to you have to leave yeah, so yeah. I started like really trying to like just ride out of the city or just hike or be out of the city like as much as possible uh-huh. um, And also it was easier Cause like I think my relationship With alcohol changed After yeah. I left the bar And after I left The whole lifestyle really Cause sure. it is a lifestyle And like We could do a whole podcast About <laughs> like The fucking The Royal
0: Palms Like yeah, being, we, we should one day
1: there Yeah Yeah I mean that's uh, That's a time in our lives And like for me oh, That yeah. window was like It was great And some of the best relationships I've like had And like I love everyone In that time But mm-hmm. also like Yeah five years Is a good amount of time And that, that was my time To walk away And like no regrets. I'm glad I did.
0: Yeah, it's just an inherently destructive and toxic environment. Um, that part. You know, that that's like, and those are like the worst things about it. And there's like a long, long list of great things about it. Of course. It. But like at a certain point, you have to know like, you have to either walk away from it or uh, yeah, or like change how you approach it. <laughs> change, change Or change how you approach it. You know, for
1: me, I, I came to the realization like alcohol wasn't my like truth. Yeah. it like wasn't the thing i could like center my life around and like i was living in bars yeah if i wasn't working at a bar or like you know visiting other friends bars or like th- you know i was a cyclist who like didn't cycle that much and i yeah. like didn't kind of like that about myself like when i first started getting into cycling here is like what me and my friends did all the time like we were broke and we had a bike and like yeah. that was the cheapest best way to like have a day and like you know stop at a bar and get like a fucking three dollar tacate or whatever uh-huh. like that was my social life and how I got into like courier work here as well. And like the, the friends that I have now are through cycling, but then I was just, I found myself just hanging out in bars uh-huh. and like, I just wanted to be back outside. I think yeah. ultimately is like, I found that like my truth is like movement and like being outside and like biking or cycling is my drug for sure. And I'm okay. Like giving myself to that. Cause I feel I would get more, more back out of it. Yeah. Cycling and weed, cycling and weed. And it says like, <laughs> I love smoking weed, bro. I, like, like I don't, I don't even know this about me. I love
0: smoking weed. Uh,
1: I mean, it's, it's the medicine, and like that's also something I realize compared to, you know, alcohol like working intimately with alcohol, and then like working intimately with with cannabis. Like, yeah. I, I know like where where I prefer to to be, and like, you know, we're seeing finally some changes in our country, slowly but surely. Yeah, I think it's going in the right direction, and you know, hopefully, younger people are like chilling out more, and like I don't know. It's just, it's hard in New York because this is, like I said, like a, a city to the max. Yeah, People want to party to the max. Bars are open to the max. Like yeah, after, after, after hour party is 10 a.m. And like, you know, I used to live that life here too, though. Like yeah. when I moved here, like I really wanted to be a DJ and like yeah. I was really in nightlife and I was really into like that whole mixology movement that was happening in the early aughts. Uh-huh. And I was like in that and it was a, a cool time as well. You know what I mean? There's There's an art form to that world. Totally. But yeah, like, you know. 10 cocktails a night isn't sustainable and like your body lets you know and like as i've gotten older like you were saying like you have to stretch more you have to be you're forced to be more aware of your vessel because your vessel lets you know i can't just when you're younger you can be more unaware because you're allowed to be i think that's sort of like you know young young dumb and you know whatever they say then you're older and you're just more aware yeah i think i'm like new york city's made me a better person yeah. I know, I know that in the last twelve years, I,
0: I appreciate and care about other people that I don't know more because of for being sure. in New York City because we interact.
1: Not everyone just goes from your house to your car. Well, right? we're all sharing the same the space. Main, you're not the main character. You, not you not the learn main character. that
0: very quickly, and, and you start to learn like definitely humble. You know, everybody's fucking like, there's, I mean, everybody's in it, and it's people are having hard. work. You see someone who's
1: like on the street. It's like my problems really ain't shit. Yeah, you know, it really checks you very quick. For sure. Um so that's I, I love this place, man, but like I said, it doesn't have to be forever. No. You know?
0: Um, let's see, before we uh before we wrap it up, I, I really yeah. like everything we've gotten into. Sounds no, um, great, man. Do you I'm have uh, what would be some advice you'd give to someone who's uh starting who's wanting to go on their first bike tour? For sure.
1: I would say don't you don't have to plan something super drastic you don't have to save up money and quit your job and open a rei credit and, and card and do all that.
0: 1500 miles in over a month or yeah, yeah you, you, don't, did. you
1: don't have to do that And like i think what we're trying to talk about those classes it can be much more accessible and like that's much more realistic for people yeah, like two you, days yeah use the bike you have go up to harriman park and just do an overnight like when you're doing that thing you're, you're learning those skill sets at low stakes Versus me doing it in a very high stakes situation oh. where, like, I didn't have enough money saved up. Like, if I really fucked myself up, I would have been fucked out there. Yeah. You don't have to do that to yourself. Like, yeah. uh, you know, do something that's like realistic for you. You don't have to buy a lot of gear. You don't have to cook for yourself. Like, you can plan a trip around going to a grocery store, grabbing like a, a deli sandwich. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to be hardcore out there, fully self sustainable, like primitive camping.
0: Yeah, you can grow to that baby step.
1: Exactly, exactly. I didn't think that was possible, and, like, I'm hard on myself, and I'm a masochist, so I put myself in that scenario where it's by you myself. like to
0: just jump into something full on. Yeah, and You know what I mean? Like for sure. For better or worse. Yeah. No, totally. That's how kind of how I like to learn things is, like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to build a lighting rig for my tour two weeks before tour. <laughs> and it's like, okay, you know, and, like... But you didn't. Was it. I stress the fuck out before? Yes, left? you were. Yeah, but did I figure it out? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was fucking cool. Pretty epic. Yeah. But yeah,
1: like I think it's I think it'd be much more approachable and accessible for people than they think. Totally. And you know, if they if they bike enough and are confident in their skills, also if you bike in a city like give yourself some credit like it's actually like really gnarly to like bike in places like this yeah. and like it's not like other people bike and so
0: 99 of americans just ride around in their fucking cars right exactly if You ride your bike two miles you're doing to work it every you're day, already like, doing Fuck, it that's amazing you are
1: a cyclist so like i would nice. say don't psych yourself out and say you're not a cyclist because like yeah if you're out here using your bike for transportation guess what you're a cyclist and totally. you can you can do these things and like you know don't let websites or like comparative culture to other people like dash your dreams like totally. only you can like cut yourself short like give yourself the opportunity and like the gift of this style of travel cuz I think it's super worthwhile uh-huh. and like teaches us a lot about like how to live as humans that's not our everyday and it helps us really like yeah gain better perspective and hopefully be better people. Hell yeah. I fucking love that. I'll, I'll end it on that one. <laughs> yeah, let's
0: end, end it on that. I was going to ask a couple more questions but No, please do. Like go go ahead. No, I mean cuz I I don't think they're going to be as is good to sum it up. That's you know? that's the mantra, man. Yeah, just like
1: I mean, be be the the change you want to see in the world. Don't be a jabroni. Yeah, fuck jabroni. Stay woke. Yeah, all that, but in a real way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, man, you're not you're not the main character, man. Mother Mother Earth is the main character. People yeah. need to remember that. Like, yeah, we gotta we gotta maintain the world we have. Otherwise, we're gonna like watch it slip through our fingers. Yeah, seriously. So, I uh, um... be love, embody love. I don't know.
0: Totally. Try Try to, try to do that. Um, trust the the instincts of the universe and throwing yourself out to it. That and part. A leap and the net will appear. Yeah. Um, go. But go. also a be a net for other people. Right. Like that's something. Like if you want to believe in angels, you got to be one. Damn. You know See, what I mean. Stay
1: woke. No, you you get you get what you give, and like yeah, it's not exactly. some like corny karma loop thing. I think it's just really like the more positive energy you're putting out versus. Negative energy I think the more Positive energy You attract Like I will say also That living in New York City taught me a lot About energy And how real it is And how much you can Feel it on people here Because like We're all in this Like We're all out in the wild here And like someone Has some negative energy Like walking down the street Like you feel that shit yeah. And you're like I need to stay away From this person
0: was, Every time someone Gets it's mad super real. at me Like uh, I've had people Just like Just It's always some dude Just like Like Banjo's taking a shit On the sidewalk It's like Really? Come on man And I'm like what am I supposed to do, man? Like, what am I supposed to do? Like, right in front of my house, I'm like, I'm gonna clean it up. Your fucking house. I also gonna, clean it it's up. It's gonna rain. I'm like, dude, you get mad every time you see a dog take a shit. Sounds like you've got a problem, man. Yeah, people just like project. Like, you just sound like an angry person. But it's easy to be angry it's, here. Yeah, oh for sure, I'm angry a lot. But then <laughs> I then I like think about it and It's like, oh, why am I am I getting mad at the equivalent of a dog shitting on a sidewalk? That's it's, nothing to be mad about. It's not that big of a deal. Like, how you do everything, or how you do anything is how you do everything. Agreed. You know? like that. Same, same that's why, I, like, my response to those dudes now is, like, do you get mad every time you see a dog take a shit? Like, right. you should talk to someone about that. Right, that's right, a problem. Right, right. Yeah. You know?
1: <laughs> We're surrounded by people with a lot of problems, though. So I'm just yeah, trying to be, like, as least problematic as I can. And, like I said, just put that positive energy out. The world needs it. People need it. Like... Uh-huh be your best self like if you put effort and accountability into your actions and like what you project to others like i guarantee it's it's gonna have positive effects coming back to you for sure pay it forward you know like i don't know man do shit for free volunteer you know what i mean like actually get in touch with your community and like who you live with and like ask people what they need and like that's more powerful than a lot of things totally that's real like nfts aren't (laughs)
2: let's
0: come on now true do you um okay last question uh-huh what advice would you give either younger you moving to new york city or just a, a person in their mid-20s moving to new york city like what what would you mm-hmm. what kind of advice mm-hmm. you will not have it figured out by the time you're 30 no. and like we have this
1: thing where like i left my house and i was like 18 but i was like living outside my house like driving kids to school like In Cleveland by myself from age like fourteen on, Uh so like I was already by the time I was twenty five, like I've been out here for a decade, like I got this shit figured out. Yeah, and then you know by the time you get to thirty, you're like fuck, I've just got here. Yeah, right. So like you just like walked around the amusement park one time. Yeah. Now it's like, well, which ride do I really want to ride? Like, what path in your life do you really want to take? Uh huh. And like I didn't realize that, or like I'm gonna move to New York, I'm gonna be a DJ, like. I'm going to be Diplo. Like, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I really thought I was just going to do this thing. I wasn't disciplined back then. And I didn't really... The nightlife burnt me out here. And, like, the music, art nightlife is, is the bar people. nightlife. Yeah. They're all intertwined. Totally. And it wasn't it wasn't for me. But, you know, also, like, really glad I didn't fucking, like... Don't kill yourself before you're 30, man. Like, give yourself some time. Don't
0: kill to, like, yourself before you're 70. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But you know, like,
1: give yourself some time to, like... Re- like you know, you're not going to have it figured out. you got to give yourself... time that's the gift you give to yourself is the ability to make mistakes like you're learning i made all the mistakes you know and uh by the time i was 30 i really thought i have like all my ducks in a row but now i'm almost 40 i'm finally starting to feel like i'm into like maybe the path that i can take for the next hopefully you know 10 20 years Mm -hmm. working with cycling making a job or a life out of cycling yeah so i'm just getting there now and like you know, I've been cycling for almost 20 fucking years, man. Yeah. They say, like, you know, it takes 10 years to make an overnight success. That's how I feel. Like, I've done the 10,000 hours <laughs> for sure on a bicycle. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. When you're younger, you really think it's like you're out of time. I still kind of think I'm running out of time, but I'm more patient with myself. I was not patient. And that's where a lot of, I think, your anger issues when you're younger as a young oh. man really come into it because you don't have that patience. Your fucking frontal lobe isn't fully developed yeah. yet. Yeah. So, you know, and I had just got here, and like my girlfriend moved to the Peace Corps, and I was in New York alone at 25, like yeah. trying to tread water. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, like living in Bushwick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, none of us knew what the fuck we were doing back then. Dude, I
0: um, <laughs> I still hardly know what the fuck I'm doing. It just seems to like be getting easier. You yeah, know I mean? no. You like, take it more with stride, and
1: you, totally. I, under, I understand ebbs and flows, and like where not to put my energy or who not to put my energy yeah. into. Back in the day, I gave everything like a hundred and ten percent, and was like, so I learned like that that's just not sustainable. Yeah. Giving my all to a restaurant, it's like and this is your just relationship, everything, and man. Partying will only will only burn you out, mm-hmm. and like or ruin one of those three things. We'll ruin yeah. we'll ruin a lot of shit. So like you know, moderation and. uh that only comes with time. And I, I didn't give myself that time when I was younger. I was really hard on myself. And, like, you know, it was like, get it now, get it now. This isn't good enough. Be better, be better. But I didn't know I was, like, just internalizing all these capitalist tropes yeah. of these jobs and these these positions I was in. Society and, yeah, and yeah, exactly, exactly. Here. So it took me time to kind of, like, find my own way and, like, see through it all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's... Be easy on yourself. Totally. <laughs> no, <laughs> shit's, think- shit's hard enough as it is, like be your own cheerleader don't be the person who just constantly breaks yourself down all the time
0: yeah and trust yourself that's hard you know, that's, that's a hard one it's really hard but like yeah. something that I, I feel like i can i i feel like i do really well and i always have and i think mostly just cuz i'm like well it's like this or nothing with like music i'm just like i don't want to do anything else there's a couple other things but like this right. is all i really want to do and like but you got to i that. don't pursue certain relationships i don't do certain things because like no I want to play music and I want to tour and like I I want to make this happen and yeah it's been an uphill fucking battle everywhere and then Mm -hmm. like when I when unemployment ran out and it was like do I get a bar job and I'm like I don't know if I'm going to do that I'm going to go on that tour I got back from that tour and it was like am I going to get a bar job like no let's let's see what can happen and like long story short is like I trusted that in six if I put in the work to make new contacts to try and just like find more ways to make money than just like go work behind a bar three days a week mm-hmm. that like eventually it, it does, would be easier. It does more and, for and you. And now I got back from in this the last run. tour and like I haven't even put effort into like finding work and the first three weeks I've been back it's just like oh I've been making enough money that like oh my bills are more than paid just from right. random jobs that come in and that's because right. I didn't get a job after that last tour,
1: because if you did, then you wouldn't even be looking for the. I wouldn't have found
0: all the other jobs that now, or the other gigs that I have now. Right, you know what I mean? And I feel so- that
1: I feel that was cycling as well because I didn't know like what it would look like on the other side totally. of making that leap. But like, trust yourself to make the leap. Yeah. If you know your your truth or your passion is the thing you're in line with, and your wants and needs are in line, uh-huh. you'll make it happen if you want it too bad enough. Like, and if people want to go on a bike tour, and people want to like do it, if you want it bad enough. Like, you'll do it, yeah. So like, I hope you want it bad enough, yeah. I mean. There's, <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: there's a responsible way to do it, you know. Like yeah. make sure your ass is covered, and you, you know, like right. don't fuck yourself over by like, um, doing that. I knew I had savings, and that I was like, I can float myself for a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to spend this savings on bills. Right. But like, I didn't freak out and let myself think like I got to get a job, right? So I don't lose these savings. It was like, okay, if I gotta, if I gotta, like, take totally. rent out of savings, or you know what I mean, and like now and who knows three months from now the work may not be coming in but it's like i've still got that savings that i can and yeah, that's yeah. like the best i mean the best <laughs> advice i can give any young person is give like, yourself that gift don't have try not to have debt unless it's like a car payment or like right. fucking student loans obviously and like if you're buying a house like cool but you know what i mean like don't yeah. put a bunch of shit on a credit card and like fucking right. and get some some money saved up having six months of bills just set aside it can change your life it makes my whole life so much easier right it's a hard number for and people to get and to. it's really hard to get to you know like that's a there's a lot of it's a focus i'd say
1: that's like that's like a year a year's focus to get a half a year's pay as a as a as a pad and like you know that i'm saying that's hard to do in new york because there's a million distractions here there's
0: lots of ways to make money here that is true. Lots of ways to make money here.
1: I mean, this is a hustler's town. If you want to exactly. make, you want to make money, and work every day. Like there's the work, the, the money's up in the air. It's like your choice of how you want to grab it. Yeah, it's like a, that fucking game on TV shows where it's all blowing around the yeah. little thing. And you're in the that's, booth. that's New York City, but everyone's on cocaine.
0: Everyone's on cocaine, and one hand's grabbing money and somehow you've grown three hands that are paying money to other things yeah <laughs> you know like and it, everyone's the most
1: important person in New York yeah it's a, <laughs> it's
0: a weird it's a weird fucking place uh, <laughs> well this has been I think this has been a great I had a great conversation time. great episode thanks Chuck dude that experience on the farm sounds fucking insane all of it it was but I'm here man
1: and like that's, that's the gratitude thing I think it took me a long time in life to gain gratitude mm-hmm. it just took like having a few guns in my face and uh Huge gift Very humbled by that experience Yeah Some people don't make it out of those hills So I'm very lucky I'm, No I'm you, glad to be sitting here Yeah I'm <laughs> so
0: super glad that you're sitting here um, Yeah man Where can people find you on the internet?
1: Um, Instagram I'm on there a lot It's at white sauce No hot sauce That's just how I order my halal food Uh huh It's like a New York yeah. New Yorker thing Um Yeah, I ride bikes. Uh, I talk about bike trips. I talk about Uh uh, bike packing. Uh, You know, I I take people on on journeys. I I help people, Mm -hmm. like, give them routes and options to get out of the city. And uh, hopefully, my life will take that that path going forward. I'm leading some bike tours this summer. Um, If they're interested in travel or adventure, you know, like, I don't know, pay attention. I do cool shit.
0: Yeah, follow Chris (laughs) White Sauce No Hot Sauce on Instagram. Uh, it's, It's. very entertaining I've been watching it for years thanks bud uh, 10 out of 10 would recommend and <laughs> recommending currently uh, bless yeah thanks everyone for listening thank you Chris for sitting down with me finally sure. I'm glad we, we finally got to do this we, we made it happen uh, thank and you we, we live two doors down from and each other <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> um, but thank you Banjo for not making too much noise good on boy my Banjo buddy. Uh, yeah until next time everyone thanks again for listening and safe travels yeah much love